0: Oh, uh, the tape's rolling. One more time. I-40 eastbound's in sight. The outbound lane at whatever McCarran's called now Gate is in C-25. sight. 25 Woo! Bobby Reed Airport. Harry Reed Airport. Yikes. Today's intro, we'll go with a, how about a verbal rodeo wrap-up post? At Jesse Knudsen has rocked it all week on the merchandise hashtag shirts. At... Ashley has been wonderful. At Michael Frost has been terrific. Hashtag Frostview Video. And at Josh Hambone Hilton. Boy, the production has been outstanding. Thanks, Ham, for handling that personally at the rodeo every night. It's been great. And how about it for Rumford? And uh, is, what's is it, the shirt the same one the last five days? No, I, we got a whole box of, of shirts from Pete Carr, so.
1: I now have fifteen different shirts that say high rise uh, on the so, not a big deal. Round ten coming uh, up. Chuck? It's our uh, what? Is that Chuck?
0: Yeah. Oh, just go ahead, just walk. It's fine. <laughs> fine. You know that. <laughs> oh, was that it? Oh, okay, that's it. Wow, what a what a thank intro. you,
2: Jacob, and, and thank you hashtag uh, former Ram Rep, <laughs> uh, hashtag Swiss Army Knife Jacob Morehead. Let's give us a round of applause for Jacob, and his. Music and his... his,
0: my my 30 seconds of work. Hashtag
2: ball of joy.
1: You betcha. You know, we we didn't bring our checkbook out, so... There's no
2: telling what you're going to get paid. It's performance-based. Well, (laughs) I hope to get paid because I am less than $2,000 behind John Harrison in the Celebrity Tattoo Pro Fantasy Rodeo League. Coleman Proctor.
1: This could be the year that Coleman Proctor's got to get the tattoo. On a side note, I'm in the top four on Tattoo League and I'm winning the Rump Chat League. But if I win, I'm You're not, not gonna... winning. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. No no not,
2: <laughs> not the Rump Chat League.
1: The, <laughs> the Rump Chat and Friends League.
2: Uh you're sixth. You're sixth in the in the tattoo league. I
1: got so many leagues. Do you guys do Pro Fantasy Rodeo? It's the most fun ever, and it's only like hundreds of dollars. So yeah, what do you got to say now, Hambone? Proof's in the pudding, bro. Um, I, I wasn't invited into that one, so. Yeah, I was. You were. Shut up. Day <laughs> number 10, NFR. Y'all feeling good? Say yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody's tired, kind of worn out. Um, round number nine, another special night. Unbelievable night. It was a good rodeo. You know, It was good. I like, I like that the bareback riders have now adopted the Macarena.
2: Yeah, so I guess they did it in um, Caldwell. Uh, Tim Tim, Tim yeah. and Jesse did it in Caldwell just on the back of the chutes messing around, and uh, and so now it's a thing. Jacob, so. would you
1: like to stand out and show everybody your Macarena? No. <laughs>
0: uh,
2: I'm off camera. Please.
0: All right. I'm off camera. Well, what, about, what about an update from last night with the date? Did you all get anything?
2: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. So yesterday we had our uh, – Dating game in uh, former Miss Rodeo Texas Jordan Maldonado, four foot eleven, chose Bachelor number two Connor Reagan, who is six foot six. We should put the uh, the. Do we have? They we have know.
1: a Ferg has a picture of, of the date somewhere, but uh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Well, so um, guess who? You know, went when they sat together at the rodeo, and you know had a had a lovely time. But Connor's twenty two and likes to have a good time, and Jordan isn't big on going out, so she's like, yeah, I don't want to go out. Don't wanna, I don't want to go to the Mirage. Don't so I think it pretty much ended at the end of the rodeo. And, so the, uh, the date yeah. went so good
1: that Connor ended up at the Mirage by himself, okay?
2: Yeah. I think but, just a little bit. You know, they're just at different points in their life. However. Some people aren't made for the social scene like you and me, Bear.
1: The blind date that we did at the Mirage last night Ended well. Ross Mosier, the model for Pro Fantasy Rodeo. <laughs> I had him a date, and they went to Gillies together, and they didn't get back till three a.m. That's interesting. You know what they say, though, Hambone. What's that? Uh, the fruits of love can cause many jams. Have you ever heard that? Nope. Okay. Well, anyhow. Well, before we get, get kicked off today, um, I'm sending Mike the. To- Oh, we're going to get that on the board? I'm going to try. Go ahead. Keep okay, going. while you're doing that, before we get kicked off, you know, at Rub Chat, even though we are somewhat, um, all right, do we have it? No, just keep going. Even though we do some silly stuff and talk about some different things, we also, uh, love our community and love our friends and, you know, we've done different, uh, things to try to give back, but I'd like to invite my good friend G-Man Rodeo up to the stage and what he's Gareth. got going. He's going to tell you smooth. We're going to act. And if bow rider. Garrett's the one that uh, Hambone called old. <laughs> and then he got all mad about it. So no, he didn't. He got a little mad about it.
2: Well, he's just been around a while. He's very seasoned. He's, he's 32. He's, aren't you? Hey, You're only 30. Has there, I, I don't think you've got to be the only guy in the history of professional rodeo that has hazed at the NFR, and rode bulls. Now, how cool is that?
3: That's pretty cool. He I hates think. for his brother. Yeah. But I'm not 30. I'm only 27. <laughs> I'm just saying. And I oh, called I you
2: old like four years ago.
3: <laughs> I know. You did. He Middle, called... Middle-aged bull rider. Middle-aged bull rider. Well, you...
2: Hey, early 20s, is kind of middle-aged for bull riders. You're like running backs in the NFL. You don't have too long of careers.
3: No. This game's kind of hard on you. A little bit. Yeah, surprisingly.
2: Especially, especially the stock you guys get on now.
3: Yeah, and my get-offs are horrible. <laughs> after
1: working the barrel at many of your bull rides, I can say, yes, that's true.
3: Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about it.
1: But tell us about your shafts. We're, we're going to actually, after the sh- at the very end of the show is when the, the, the auction stops. So I want you to tell about these shafts
3: and all about what you guys have done. Okay, so we changed it up a little bit. I mean, this is our first year, so there's always you know the bumps in the road, but we're gonna actually raffle them off Monday. Oh, well, Monday. Or, okay. Yep. Monday on Facebook Live on PinkShops.com. But if everybody wants to go to PinkShops.com, it's twenty bucks for a raffle ticket, um, and this is going. We teamed up with Chicks and Shaps out of Montana, so all of the money that we raise for this, um, every single dime goes directly to a person in our organization. So I think that's the coolest part is this is going to go help somebody pay for, like, you know, the hotel rooms while they're getting chemo, the stuff that the insurance doesn't yeah. pay for. So this, I'm hoping this saves, you know, not just somebody's lives, but, um, you know, their family's life, too, because we all know it's a, it's very, very expensive, and we all know somebody that has it. So uh, all I can do to, to help and try to save a life is going to be pretty incredible. It's be even cooler than just being a bull rider.
2: Yeah, absolutely, that's awesome. Yeah, because it, it is—it's nuts. Just um, the housing alone, you know, uh, Airbnbs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and it, it's ridiculous that that people have to to go through that when they're going through the the hardest thing. And yeah, I can't imagine, and and pray God don't ever have to go through it. But it's a daily thing, and too many people are get, are uh, going through hard times. So,
3: um, and it was pretty cool. All the. Everyone at the finals signed them, so I got every signature. So that was the coolest part is everybody from the finals was, was way cool enough to, you know, take their time and sign them. So I appreciate them doing that and helping us out too. So can you, can you buy a raffle ticket today in the convention center? Uh, all you have to do is, is it online? To, everything's online. It makes it so much easier. It takes like two minutes to go buy a ticket. How do, how do you get it? Pinkshaps.com. You just go on there and fill out your email and – I guess put some money in pinkshaps.
2: dot com,
1: and I tell you what, everybody, if you're listening at home in your car, in your truck, wherever you're listening, dude, it's twenty bucks. It's twenty bucks for a good cause, and uh, I got to give it up to my man here for putting out the effort to, you know, to give back, not just show up, ride bulls, have some fun, but to actually do something cool. So, my hats off to you and, and all you guys have done, and I know this is very dear to you, so it's not just a something that. You're just doing because you feel obligated. You're doing it because you have the love of your heart. So, pretty yeah. badass. PinkShaps.com. Yeah. Everybody, go to it now Please. or else.
2: Let's give a round of applause. Garrett Smith, right here. And if rider, I'm going to say 87 and a half tonight. What do, you, what do you
1: have tonight, Garrett? Glory Days of Frontier. Oh. All right. That's, that's easy. 88. Yeah, let's go 88. Uh, let's go 88. I rode Glory Days of a youth rodeo. just kidding. <laughs> All right, Garrett. Well, good luck and uh, check for it out, out, everybody.
2: PinkShaps.com. Yep. Do it. Thanks, Garrett. We're gonna take it out. You're going to take, take a nap. I'll see you in the grand entry. I'm, I'm pointing at you. you. Day number 10. Okay, let's bring up our next guest who has been a dear friend a long time. And she's pretty much badass, college rodeo coach, and um, now she's the uh, president of, commissioner of the uh, Women's Rodeo World Championships. Yes. Lindsay Sumter, everybody.:
3: Hi. Yes. Thanks for
4: having me. Buenos Lindsay.: Diaz.
3: Yes. A hot blonde Hi. chick. A hot
1: blonde chick who could beat you up, catch your cattle. Flank your, horses, you. flank your horses. Flank your bucking horses. Flank your bucking horses. Hayes. Hayes.
4: Head, heel. What do you need?
1: Drive a truck, set up an arena, jump a motorcycle.
4: <laughs> that's your job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, Lindsay is part of the Rosser family. Uh, Cotton was her grandfather. Um, and so, she, that's how, obviously, we all got to know her. And, um, our yeah. Bunny, our I, little family. Our little family. I've seen you lift Binion Servey up like a little bitch. And <laughs> over your shoulder, and it was hilarious. Uh,
4: he was, he deserves it sometimes. He deserves it all mm-hmm. the time. He he's ve- he's very much scared of me a little bit. So <laughs> if I kind of give him like the big sister kind of go at him, he's like,
2: he oh, she can do music too at rodeos. Yeah.
4: Well, yeah, well, I well, taught not you that what hard. you know. Laptop. <laughs> it's super easy. Kidding.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be Don't. a long
2: Denver for you, bud. So, anyway, uh, yeah. Your rodeo, uh, I think 18th through the 20th in Fort Worth, they're giving yeah. away three-quarters of a million dollars to women in rodeo.
4: The largest women's rodeo in the world.
2: That's amazing. It's amazing.
4: $750,000. Yes, we are very lucky. Um, it's, it's kind of a very similar concept to what the American has done, but for, for women in the WCRA, we are co-owned by the Professional Bull Riders and the World Champion Rodeo Alliance. So... What they did is they decided that women have been underserved in this industry, and they really have. And so they decided to add $750,000 to a single event of a women's rodeo, and it's got $183,000 in each discipline. So the barrel racing, team roping, and the breakaway roping. What is that scowl?
1: I was like, that's a lot of dough.
4: That's a lot of dough.
1: 183
2: grand per event. No entry fees. No, jeez. How do you get how do you get qualified for these?
4: So very uh, it's really not that hard. It it's hard for people in, in our industry to um, adapt to new ideas.
1: I, I would agree with that.
4: Yeah. And so if you, well you can't go because you're obviously a, a very strong man. Thank you for yes. se- you. You and Hambone are just <laughs> specimens, right?
2: I identify. <laughs> for seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I identify different.
4: Right. So you, uh, (laughs) myself, I have taken time off and had children and obviously coached. And so any jackpot barrel race, jackpot team roping. If I rope with a man, I can still nominate. I go to the Women's Rodeo World Championship app. I put in the event that I'm going to, whether it's an amateur rodeo on the breakaway, Fort Worth, Denver, San Antonio, whatever it is, you nominate those events that you're going to, accumulate points on the leaderboard, top 20 in the leaderboard, make it in the challenger and the pro. The coolest part about Women's Rodeo World Championships is we are inclusive on all levels of competition. So we have classified women in professionals and in challengers. So a challenger would be someone who's a four and a half team roper in the heading or the healing in lower, um, less than 20,000 lifetime earnings in the breakaway or less than 6,000 in the last three years in the barrel race, less than 100,000 lifetime earnings, less than 20,000 in the barrel race would qualify you as a challenger. There's not one ounce of negative connotation to it, but I, I think it's hard for women to say I'm not a number 10 header, right? And Rope in the Challenger and not in the Open, but there's added money and equal money across the playing field for all individuals. And then at the very end, in the Triple Crown round, we award 60000 to the winner. Damn. Yeah. Mic drop.
1: Well, I, I really do think it's awesome because... <laughs> you can get out your bro. The, the, evolution, <laughs> the evolution of it, if you think about even a few years ago, um, where there wasn't... The pinnacle of, of ladies in rodeo was college rodeo.
4: 100%. Your that was, that your, was the last time.
1: Your senior year the, after college rodeo. That was our
4: NFR. Bye.
1: Like, yeah. there's nowhere to, like, yeah, you could go to uh, different amateur rodeo associations where some had breakaway, mm-hmm. but the breakaway deal especially has just busted out the out of nowhere.
4: Well, 2019, so p- before COVID, Cheyenne was kind of like the first major, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even sanctioned through the WPRA. It was pretty much a jackpot, and they opened the... You know, they opened the kind of door and and let us in there and had equal money, you know, and it was awesome. It was, it's funny because I, honest, this is, 2022 is my rookie year as a breakaway roper. (laughs) (laughs) You
1: haven't been a rookie at anything in a long time. What was your rookie year of high school? I'm not asking your age.
4: High school? yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 90-something. 90-something.
1: Was that at Wheatland High School? Yeah, go Pirates. Oh, hey. Hello. Well, I mean, uh, as the commissioner, this job, you just took this job not long ago. February. February.
4: Yeah, it it came to fruition very organically. I was at, I competed at the first two Women's Rodeo World Championships. The first one was in Fort Worth, and then the second one was in um, Vegas at the South Point. And I saw some things obviously I know Bobby and I know Scott very well and I had seen some things in the production and maybe some of the like the general rules and that were giving them maybe not the best taste in your mouth for the whole competition and so I called Scott and I was like hey I'm not trying to gripe because I appreciate everything that you're doing and I don't want this to go away but I hear this is what I hear and you know, I think if you change this a little bit, I think it would be beneficial. And he's like, okay, yeah, th- thank you, you know, and Bobby. And they said, okay, let's get on a call. And Sean Gleason had, uh, this is like, this is gonna, I'm going to be honest, obviously. I applied for the commissioner for the National Intercollegiate Rodeo Association. I had letters of recommendation from Randy Bernard and Sean Gleason. And Sean's like, well, if this doesn't work out, I kind of want to talk to you about something. And I said, okay. I didn't get an interview, by the way.
2: Oh crap. I swear. That's stupid.
4: Yeah.
1: I can't say anything because I'm still a boy from out. the college final. <laughs> no, yeah, it so. all worked out, though.
2: It all worked out. I mean, it, it, a,
4: a, a, when one door closes, another one opens. It, it was the biggest Because that's blessing. how doors work. Yeah, it does. They didn't hit me in the butt, though. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it, that didn't come to fruition. And then I had, you know, Sean. I had known Sean. I used to work for the professional bull, bull riders. I did PR and marketing. When I first moved to Colorado from California, um, I was hired with the PBR. So I had known Sean. Sean was my boss and Randy. And it just everything works out for a reason. And I'm super lucky. So in February, they asked if I would be their commissioner and try to help just build awareness. Because just like the WCRA, they're about to give our, well, not they not going to give it to him. He's got to earn it. But RC has a chance to win a $1 million next week. That's huge.
1: Yeah, Cowtown Cowboy Christmas, the 14th through the 17th, and Cowtown Coliseum. Yeah,
4: so anybody who's here, if they want to go see some amazing rodeo athletes again at Cowtown Coliseum next week. Yeah, and you know, RC,
1: he's looking great.
4: He looks so strong right now. Even
1: if you watch some of the the bareback riding the last couple nights where it's been a little rough, and even, like we talked yesterday, me and Hambone, we preach from the book of Casey Fields. Of course. And even Casey about got slammed last night, like... It's been a little rough, but R.C. overall has just looked as beautiful as a feather floating in the wind on a cool Nevada evening.
4: <laughs> don't look into his it's eyes. It's his man crush. It's, like it's, a man it's crush. his man crush. Ma- he to totally he'll he'll has a man crush on R.C. I don't hey, know how you, I mean, he's, he's nice RC's looking. R.C.'s beautiful. He's very nice looking. But, but honestly. <laughs> and uh, he, meets, he meets the height requirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. He's like
1: six foot eight, weighs 100 pounds. But, yeah, RC, if he could win a million bucks, and we've got to be close to watching it a couple times, but just the the money that's going in, which I think is great because you've been involved in rodeo your whole life as I. Yeah. And I've seen it firsthand, and the kind of the hard reality of this whole deal is um, how many people think that as contestants, once they make the NFR, all their problems are solved. Absolutely And you see multiple people that, have made a lot of money rodeoing, and then when they quit and they have absolutely nothing to show.
4: And they sell used cars.
1: Yeah, I yeah. mean.
4: <laughs> really? I mean, and, and I don't mean that
1: rude. I don't mean that hateful, but, I mean, it's the truth. Like
4: Rodeo is a drug. I don't, no matter what anybody says rodeo is a drug, it's super addictive. The The, the rush that you get from competition, or even just us as producers or whatever, our, our fun little circus act that we have that we go all over the country and do, I mean, you're going to go home for, what, a week? Or th- maybe three weeks, and then you go to Denver, or less. No, we
2: leave, leave for Denver on January 3rd.
4: Yeah. yeah. That's not a break. I mean, there's, there's no downtime, and it's just this revolving door all the time where you're like, okay, I'm actually going to get caught up. I'm going to do my laundry. I'm going to, you know, get... Something done. I'm going to build fence. Yeah. And then, oh, shoot, I got to go. I'm leaving on Wednesday to go to Fort Worth, 6 a.m., right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's just, you just, it's just a constant hamster wheel. But it is. it's a drug, and it's amazing, and, and we're so lucky to be in this industry because it's a family. And no matter what, I think that with the opportunity that the WCRA, Women's Rodeo World Championships, are giving, that people need to actually look and take it seriously because, like you said, my husband rodeoed for a living, for 15 years? The great
1: Wade Sumter's Wade yes. here.
4: He, he, I think he ditched us. I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah, he's
1: not much of a talker. <laughs> he, was, he
4: was here, but, oh, he's over there. By the, Look, he's hiding. <laughs> there he the is. By the tree. He's hiding by the Christmas tree. Yep. But, he, and I did a really good job picking my husband because he rodeoed. He had amazing horses. He did really well. Won Houston and Calgary and bought a ranch. And we have a place that we can run cattle and we can, we raise hay and, and then it helps to offset, you know, maybe the deficit that you had when you were rodeoing. I think that he rodeoed for 10 years before he ever bought a Living Quarters trailer. I mean, he did. He, that's a bulldogger for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if you want to uh, buy a Living Quarters trailer and you have $484,000.
4: Right down the you road. You can buy one right around here. Right across the street here. Well, they
1: are. I mean, everything in rodeo is expensive. And, and that's the, the harsh reality of... A lot of this is a pickup now is eighty thousand mm-hmm. bucks. If you buy a nice living course trailer that 's two hundred thousand right. if uh, you have a couple good horses
2: there 's hundred
4: thousand but,
1: but,
2: but also but also rodeo 's in the best spot it 's ever been hundred percent i mean the money wise look at the money i mean in the Bronx riding it but, took a hundred thousand let me
4: let me stop you there. If you look at the money, but you look at what the women did in the breakaway roping and showed up to. There was 350 rodeos that were sanctioned with the PRCA, and there was probably, if you looked at the number of girls that were entered in the breakaway roping, was higher than any other event. Well, minus the barrels in the breakaway are probably the highest numbered events. And those girls ran at $5,000 go-rounds. The highest winner at the NFR a breakaway, which, thank you for having it, it's awesome, was $25,000. The highest was Cheyenne Guillory, run $25,000. That's less than, what, one go round in one event. Pays.
2: Okay. All right, and I'm I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Yep. Okay. Okay. Go. So there's 14 million dollars. Now you got to divide that up eight ways equal money in the team rope. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're so you that money's just it's let's call it 2 million dollars. So you add the breakaway in. So you're going to go to all those other contestants and go, "Okay, we're taking 2 million dollars from you so we can have the breakaway in here."
4: Absolutely not. Find the money. Make it equal. Just find 2 million dollars. Yes.
2: Yeah, so. Okay, okay, go. I'm just saying go find them on. As a guy who gives gets sponsors. I know,
4: I get that. But.
2: Go find two million.
4: It's hard, and I get, and I understand I what you. you're saying. I, I I 100% understand what you're saying, but those girls went down the road and spent the same well, amount I of agree. money. I I'm agree.
2: Not, I'm not against yeah. it. I'm just paying. There, there's the conversation. That's, bit, that's, my, that's the that's conversation my, that's, my, that's happening With all the, the, the hold up. For the hold up. Sure. That's the but hold up, I should say.
4: I. That's why I am so vested in women's rodeo world championships, is because this is an opportunity for women to double down their money. They're already going to the jackpot. You have two aces. You double down, nominate that, nominate that rodeo, and have a chance to go rope or run barrels for 183,000 added money.
2: And and I just want to add too, in on that, uh, thinking I'm anti-breakaway, which is bullshit. Uh, (laughs) There is a thing called the Cinch Roping Fiesta in San Angelo, and it was amazing. they paid out uh, nearly, uh, it was $97,000 in breakaway. The tie-down ropers were half of that. So, thank you. shush. Well, that, that has
1: been the one thing that yeah. J.J. Hampton told us when she came on. She said that she hates seeing on social media uh, <clears throat> all the stuff, get breakaway in the Thomas and Mac, get breakaway. They should do away with the opening break and in breakaway, breakaway. Break. Well, J.J.'s thought is, let's get it. Where it's paying twenty eight thousand dollars a round, then we'll figure that out. Right. Let's not focus on getting it in the Thomas and Mag just for the sake of getting it in there. Let's get the money right. Right. Then we'll figure it out. What's your thoughts on that?
4: Well, I mean, I've been, I've been on the production side yeah. of the NFR. It is choreographed to the second. That is why the fines are there, and that is why all of the other entities that happen at the NFR. So it would be a challenge. I mean, the rodeo. It,
2: Okay. It's going to happen. Well,
4: rodeo is a business. We all look at it as it's a sport, and and it it, it is, but it is a business, and we are no different. I hate to say this because I don't want anybody, I don't want any flack, but I mean, it's going to happen either way. We're very, we're a live event. Live events have to be very meticulously produced, and if you were to add another 15 minutes, it takes away from the time that we are here shopping, or we are, downtown at Fremont or we are in the casinos and that is the it's a, it's a business that's the whole point of it so there has to be some sort of give and take when it comes to this but more than anything like JJ says is get it to where there's equality across the board and then we'll figure all the the other logistics out so we have to the rodeo you know athletes and all, and all of that Wade has always said you can't treat rodeo athletes the same. I'm a coach. I've been a coach for 14 seasons. I'm not going to say years. Seasons. <laughs> yeah. 14 seasons. And you can't, I can't treat my college athletes the way that Wade was treated on, on the, in, the, in the football program. It's just, it's just not the same. We have too much invested. We have too much going on, too many variables, whatever. But we have to look at this as a business. And coaching is a business. Women's rodeo is a business. San Angelo, I mean, it's all, and if so, we don't do it the right way, it's not going to go right. And I think that we need to look at our sport as a live event instead of necessarily a sport because if there's nobody in the seats, if there's no sponsors, then the business doesn't function. And people forget that. And that's just my kind of soapbox yeah. on that side of things. Maybe yeah. that's the cotton roster coming out in me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, that's a good thing. Son? Yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah, son. <laughs> well, it's awesome what you're doing with uh, uh, women's rodeo. I mean, $750,000 is unbelievable. Congratulations. Thank you. And so happy and proud of you, my dear friend. Thank you. And um,
4: Cowtown Coliseum, three perfs, 18, 18 19, 18, 19, 18, 19
2: 20. 20. So you could go to the uh, WCRA rodeo and then stay a couple extra days and watch some badass ladies win a ton of money.
4: We're May in conjunction with PBR World Finals, so.
2: There you go. Go hang out Bam. with us. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you. Lindsay Sumter, everybody, let's give a big round of applause. She's awesome, and she can kick your ass. You
1: know, we need to Love have. Love you. We need to have Lindsay back on when we can tell old school rodeo stories sometime.
2: <laughs> she, she was worried about that with me. She had a crush on me when she was younger. Yeah. Remember that time you guys made out? You don't Wait, really... <laughs> just laughing. That didn't happen. She's not that stupid. It was my me. first cake party. <laughs> All right, uh, it's a tradition. Every year, round 10, we have this guy on. Uh, he's a legend. Just got the Casey Tibbs Award, which was badass. And you hear him every night on TV on the Titan Event End. And we just love him to death. This guy, let's go bring him out. 8X champion of the world, Joe Bieber.
0: <laughs> the
1: only. Yeah. Hey, y'all. This is the only podcast you will see Joe on the fifth round on. Yeah.
2: Only. We, we almost had a mix up. Only. I see, this, I see this thing. He's live with Lucia, and he was going to go be on that, and uh, got that corrected. And I saw Anthony in the uh, Thomas and Mac last night, and he goes, You may have won the battle, but you're not going to win the war. And I said, I told, Shit. I told Rumford,
5: he called me, You mean you're cutting me for a rump chat? And I said, with a dull knife, <laughs>
1: yeah, he was he was kind of weird. We're, we all, it's like fighting over the uh, fighting over the, the love of a grandfather at Christmas right here. <laughs> Not that you're okay, that maybe sounded bad, but Rubchat wins because we got Joe Beaver. Everybody cheer hey, for hey. Chat.
5: Tenth round, everybody ready for that last round? Shop hard, play hard, party hard, go home. Oh, all right, yeah. Joe, I want to hear it. What's
1: your thought? Nine rounds down. You've, you've, uh, you know, this is the house that Joe built, which actually there were some funny memes about that. Did you
5: see what Trevor put? Trevor, that, <laughs> Trevor had
1: a
2: great quote. He, Trevor Zill, uh covered for you one night. Yep. And uh, he said, yeah, this is the
5: house that Joe built, but it was
2: built in the 80s. <laughs> he 19,
5: called me. He 19. called me. He said, flip the switch, turn the lights back on so we can keep going or get back over here, one of the two.
1: There was quite a bit of memes going around that night that, did you see the, the meme that had a picture of you? With the electric belt on outside the <laughs> no, Thomas Mac. I didn't see that one. <laughs> Said the house that Joe is going back through the blueprints.
5: <laughs> did I you mean, make that
1: one. did you make that one too? No, I didn't make that one. <laughs> I made I made one or two and everybody
5: <laughs> Imagine that.
1: Yeah. But here's the kicker though. Here's what here's what sucks for me. I make a fun like joking meme that's light and airy and I put it out there and it gets shared and no one says anything. And then like somebody that I don't even know will make one that's Pretty terrible.
5: And it goes everywhere. And they're like,
1: that's Justin Rumford. <laughs> <laughs> I got yelled at in the Mirage last night about the price of drinks.
5: Yeah, but here's the deal. <laughs> if they're talking about you, good or bad, that means you're on their mind.
1: And this has been a talking NFR. Mm-hmm. Social, uh, we, we hate social media, but. We hate it. The big, the big social media stories this year's NFR one was the, uh, the fine sheets. Yep. The fine I would say You that's know, the but biggest here's one. the deal.
5: Here's what people don't understand. We've been getting fined for 30 years. They just now have social media put it out there. I mean, I, I, a lot of those fines are written because of me and Cody Ole and Ty <laughs> Murray and Tuff Edelman. Ty, not so much. He, he was pretty mellow after the first two years. But Tuff and Cody and I, you know, we told them, you can fine all you want. You ain't getting no virgin territory here. <laughs> We've been fined before. We didn't care.
1: Like you, you will never see anybody throw a pig and string into the stand anymore.
5: No, because they're scared to, you know. But it was, a, it was like throwing your, you know, throwing your hat up there and leaving it or something. It, it's, it, You know, if I see somebody like these two sitting on there and they're up there cheering and I'm taking a victory lap, they're going to get something I got. And if they find me, they find me. You know, if you think you got to find a guy for sharing victory and sharing happiness, get after it. Well, so the, me and Bo, we kind of go back and forth on this because
1: I'm all for production, Yep, I thought the the kind of the petty fine was the uh, was the PRCA patch, thousand bucks. I mean, it's just my opinion. I'm I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that has that also blown up. Like all the people that will get on the social media and be like, "It's time for me to weigh in on the patch deal." Because, I just I think a thousand bucks for somebody that's worked hard to get to the finals over not something that interfered with production, not something that was right. bad for the look but a a literally one-inch patch that goes on your shirt. Like Hunter Cure was on yesterday, which he won the round, everybody, Hunter Cure. Three, because six. if you
5: come do the show, you usually win the round. That's He's right. So guess three what? three times. You better go get saddled up. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Never mind, I won't go there.
2: <laughs>
0: but, you know,
5: I, I'm all for the,
2: the fines that, that you got to have. I, I, I agree too. with you on that one. I think $1,000 for the patch. I get it. It's brand recognition. The NFL has their patch on there. Got hey, the w, you know the NBA's got their
5: patch. Hang hey, on. Make it where it really sticks. Well, Because well, we see them on the ground. And I know the guys aren't peeling them off and throwing them down. That's, if you put a jacket on, if you rub up against your saddle, they, they come off easy. I'm saying put it on there.
2: They, they should have sent them to these guys and gals so they could have them uh, sewn on. Put on, yeah. Because yeah. that's how Hunter got his. It fell off in the training room. Yep. Um, so I, I agree 100% with that. They should have been more prepared and said, here's a, here's a bunch of cheap stickers that don't yeah. stick. Because if you get your stickers at rodeopatch.com, they stick on. <laughs> Going to throw it out there again. Throw it yeah,
1: one more rodeopatch. time. rodeopatch.com.
2: <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, besides the fines and then Rocker's deal, that was, Oh,
1: Rocker you know, broke the internet the other night.
5: Yeah. And you know, You know, my opinion on that, I've known Rocker, I've known Sid since since he was, you know, 10 years old, and I've hung out a lot with that family. You know, that's a high-strung, love-driven family that do nothing apart, they are a family unit, but there's guys that are wired a little different. You know, I was never the guy to film after you, after I messed one up, because, I was mad at myself and I took it out you know there but rocker is so passionate and so high strung and so wanna be win that you know what and he's 18 years old man come on give him a break that's what I said too
1: because at the end of the day I think he's good for rodeo okay we got to get outside the box we all can't be Garrett Shatbolt. you know what I'm saying yep like we got to we got to do something to keep attracting like and everyone's like, oh, I can't believe he did that. You know, his, it comes down to parenting. I'm going to tell you one thing. My mom and dad are good people. And look. <laughs> and hold on. I'm a, good, I'm a good people now. But my mom and dad are good people, and they were good parents. And I was never that wild. But, you know, when I was Rocker's age, I borrowed a police car in Alva, Oklahoma, and I got in trouble. And, and I'm fine now, and I feel like I'm a good parent, but and you when were, you're young. You... And
2: you committed insurance fraud. Oh,
1: yeah. That was actually when I was 15. <laughs> and that was, that was just that's a whole other story. But the thing about it is these kids, I mean, you're getting thrown into the mix. you got a guy like Rocker that comes in here, is excited. It's his goal, his dad's world champion, his granddad's world champion. You're at the, at the national finals rodeo. you got
5: $28,000 rounds, and you love it. Of course you're going to be driven. You're driven, you're passionate, and hey, let me tell you something else, too. Uh, everybody out there throwing their opinions around, I'm sure they live in that glass house that never had a cracked window. You know what I mean? Everybody's going to stumble. Everybody makes mistakes. If you can't get past that and look at somebody's character in their heart, then don't look at the outside of them because it's what's inside that matters. Amen. It's not what's outside. Amen. I mean, come on. That well, kid's good for rodeo. Well,
2: I mean, look what his dad did. Yep. I mean, his dad. You know, the early 2000. You know, my late in high school. I, I, that guy was the coolest. I remember when he came to Sydney. It was like a rock star. Literally came to Sydney, Iowa.
5: Hey, Is if he, there had been so much of the filming going on when he was at his prime, when Tough was at his prime, when I was at my prime, when I could keep going, there'd be a lot of us under scrutiny like that. Oh, bad! It's just a you know time of the of the world that in this time that. Everything he does is under a microscope. I mean, it's hard. It's hard for those growing up right there because everything they're going to do, good or bad, somebody's going to judge you because they can pull their phone out and watch it. Yeah. I mean, and Sid was the first guy to – well, I, I,
2: I wasn't the first guy, but, you know, he wore the tie-dye jeans and then that one victory lap ripped his shirt off. You know, I'll never forget that. Oh, I was yeah. like, what? Because rodeo didn't have that, you know? I mean – he was, he was outside the box for sure. And then to step away, you know, we were just talking about with Lindsey, how rodeo is a drug.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And he wins the world and walks away. Mm-hmm. And he could have kept going. I mean, That he's is the,
1: the ultimate flex.
2: Yeah. I mean, he, he's in great shape right now, and he hadn't rodeoed in 15 years.
5: Well, and, it, and it's when you win a go-around, the average, and the world all in one run, some people feel that they'll never get to that pinnacle again because that's – knocking it out of the park, right? That's the grand slam. And if you're comfortable with yourself and you can walk away, boom, it's a good time to part. Some, some people want to keep going and see how much more they can do. Sid was happy with it, satisfied with it, and went right on and raised his family. You know, and, and Rocker, you know, Rocker and Sid spent years together from 9 or 10 years old on wakeboarding. That's what he wanted to do, so that's what they did, a wholeheartedly, full all-tilt. And then when he decided he wanted to ride rack courses, they just jumped out of the water in the same way. So, you know, I mean, I'm like you. It's passionate. It's what you want to do. Sid walked away. Rocker wants to go 20 times.
2: Right. Does he? That's what I was
5: wondering. You know, I mean, is he,
2: if he wins the world next few years – still a young guy, you know, does he walk away, you know?
5: I think he does till he – I think he keeps riding until he gets his, you know, his fulfillment of just like the wakeboard. And he won the pinnacle and he won it two or three and he decided to do something else and he might do that. But you don't see somebody that doesn't get involved in rodeo till late like this and is this successful that's not 100% all hard in. Okay, so
1: I want to talk about the other rookies, especially the tight end open. I got to watch these guys at the college finals. Um, Panola. Rocking them to it. Ken, Kate, Henry, Macon Murphy.
5: Two Riley, rookies on the road. Riley rope. Webb. Both college oh, champs.
1: Riley Webb. Riley Webb has been on the show before, Riley's too. He's like
5: 19. Yeah. But both of those boys are college champs. And just, you just talked about you know college rodeo and education and all that. That goes to show you that you can go get an education and you can still fulfill your dream of making the national finals. So I tell everybody at my clinics, the young ones, you know, somebody going to give you an education, take it. Go get it. You may not be the one that makes it, but you'll have an education fall back. And those two guys are bang right on. Riley Webb, too young to go to college yet, and he's here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there's,
2: there's always freaks like that, you know, mm-hmm. savants, if you will. And uh, Riley's one of those. But yeah, Kincaid, man, I almost got him on my fantasy team because he came in 15th, and he's just going out. You know, tough luck last night, but going well, at it. It's been, the, the roping has been
1: a little. A little crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. John Douch missing Shad heaven hell. I mean, Ty Harris has won four thousand dollars and I know that because Haven Midget.
5: Haven Midget has three down, rope to you know, there's rope on him to win something, miss him. misses slack, stuff you never see a world champ do. It has been a little haunted. Yeah, I mean it, it's not been I, I don't wanna say that it hasn't been a good roping, but there's been a lot of every night has something happened when you're like, oh crap. Yes, for sure. And We talk about it on, on TV in the meeting the other day. They said, you know, we used to think, what do we expect, you know, the team roping tonight, and it's kind of been this year, what do you expect in the tie-down roping? Because every night something jumps up, except for one guy. <laughs>
2: yeah. Talk about the, the the picture of consistency. Caleb Smith, the guy's a machine right now. Yeah. His horse is badass. He's badass. And it's just, I mean, those two together, like last night, you know, it was a first-round um, what was it? I think the last guy to place in any, in any event, place nine out of ten rounds, was Cody Ole in 2006.
5: Yeah. Yep. He and Sherry Servia, I think, are the only ones. See, I listen. And he's going to place. I mean, tonight, if he draws good, he'll place in the oh, round. Yeah. Tonight, because there's five or six that are really, really good. And if he draws one of those, he's going to place again. But to me, Caleb Schmidt is – he is – I always say, you know, you compete from here down, you win from here up. And from here up, he's as as solid and as smart as anybody that's picked up a rope in probably, had been at the national finals, I should say, in probably five or six years.
1: Yeah, and he was on the Roping Horse of the Year, you know, which he owns. And, and you know
5: what, Rope, how long? I bet he's rode that horse seven or eight years. One, I bet he's won a million and a half. Tie-down horses don't last that long. I mean, I'm sorry. They just don't. And Net Pockets is just, you know, Marty Yates won Salinas on him five years ago or something, so he can go inside or out, and he just kills them on him. On a side note, good for Marty.
1: Yes. Turned off a little slow. Yeah. Things and, weren't going too good, and he kind of kicked her into gear.
5: And last night, you know, he rode out, and, and I texted him, good run. And he said, fourth, and I said, maybe fifth. And then he wins a go-around. So it goes to show you how haunted that the roping has been because last night there was four or five guys that had the best ones on them, and I was like, Marty's going to barely place. Especially when you always talk about the ninth round. It's that, like last one. night,
2: you're like, the ninth round is ra- rare to evil head, you know. I mean, yep. it's just that, it, it, like a shad going out. Shad was – Starting to climb back up in that average. He was fourth,
5: yeah. After and that's going a big, big difference. He to he was to like, like seventh buckle. or yeah. yeah.
2: And and, and uh, some guys are missing and, and not having Riley Webb kind of went down and and uh, then he does that last night can't get back on his horse so he, he has to take a no time and
5: I did yeah. say in the steer wrestling that I thought it was kind of maybe good for for Will Loomis and Stetson both because they'd already had their ninth round earlier. You know, Will Loomis. He didn't get a gate one night. Now, whether he nodded, did nod, Tony didn't see it, whatever. But Will Loomis got off the corner one night, didn't get a gate open. You know, and it's hard. They say, well, make a decision. Well, how do you make a decision that fast? And he's three and breaks the barrier. So that was his 10 second that's kept him from being probably number one in the average. And then Stetson caught one early in the week, hung on his shirt, you know, wrestling forever. So I was hoping they wouldn't have another you know, ugly moments come up. And last night, both of them are just long enough, you know, to stay in the race, and Irwin stays in the race. But then that little guy slips in there last night and gets money again. So you can't count wags out either tonight. It's uh, That Bulldog has been awesome.
2: It has been, I think, as far as the time of it, has been the best, best watching as a whole. Uh, team roping is, man. It's team roping here. It is just like 3-5
1: three, wow. three on you, Coleman Procter. I'm
5: telling you, you, you can't imagine how hard it is to be under four flat in that arena, and they've done it multiple times this week. And it, 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 it makes you expose yourself to where the ugly side of team rope is going to come out. But if you don't expose yourself, you do like Andrew did last year, and, they, and Buddy, they were doing it this year. They were just making sure they caught when fourth or fifth, third or fourth. And then he had a head, uh, head loop come off, so it changed everything. But if you're going to try to win big money, you're going to have to stick the ugly side of team roping out there some nights. The, this is the other, the other Facebook deal.
1: But I, I'm going to tell you my opinion. That crossfire call was horseshit. I've watched it probably 45 times with Jade Corkill will come over to the party every night, and we've been watching it. So, like, it's not like I'm watching it with just, you know, Hambone and Jacob here. <laughs> like, got some pretty credible guys. Like, do you – I honestly feel like judges every now and then feel like they have to call a crossfire just for the sake of calling it. I was against the call. They also uh, – there's a screenshot of six judges yep. that were all watching it with. It said one, two, three, four, five. I don't know this because, believe it or not, I've never made the NFR in, uh, team roping. But could one of those judges overturn
5: that call? You know, to me, Harry Rose is sitting on the chute. Y'all see him up there because he's worried about how he, they got him up there on the hurry-up control. You know, hurry-up not on the Hunter Cure Fine Award. Yeah, he's yeah. sitting up there above, right, right above the chute. The steers are under him. He's looking straight down the arena. Why not let that man that knows team roping and has the best view in the world for a crossfire, why not let him do it? Let him call the crossfire because you're right, Rump, that crossfire. And I say at the national finals, they've got two choices to me. Number one, take it out. When their head bends, let them throw or get instant replay because it's cost them too much money. Well, and you know the thing is uh,
1: they got fined $3,000 for harassment for sending the
5: video of that, you know what's funny about that is when I got fined years ago for har- harassment, it was a lot more than sending a video to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> now you just send a video and you get. How much har- was your harassment fine? It was twenty five hundred back in like nineteen eighty eight. So so really,
1: with inflation, <laughs> the fines aren't so bad anymore.
5: <laughs> no, it, it would. Yeah, it'd be like ten thousand now. But I got my twenty five hundred dollars worth. I'm telling you. <laughs> but you know the thing about the
1: crossfire though. I've noticed, like sometimes in other things where. They miss a horse out. Yeah, yeah. He, People can go, well, crap, he missed him out. But you never see a crossfire when you get a group of people like, yeah, that's, that happened. Especially in the Thomas and Mac, you know. So,
2: I guess in this next season, well, that we're in now, the 23 season, rodeos with three judges. Uh, the field judge and extra both have to agree on the crossfire. So, they're going to have to get... Together,
5: yeah, in both decide. Okay, and then then you're trying to get three opinions to be the same, three views. Uh, you know, you put them all looking from the same spot. You know, Mo, Larry, and Curly right together. <laughs> I'm for that. But if you scatter them all around the arena, you're going to get three different views again. You know, so maybe it'll help by not all three of them saying, "Yeah, that looks like you know a crossfire." But yeah, you're right, Rump. You're dead on. And you talk to guys that know. You talk to the guys oh, that it's- heal. And it it's, wasn't. It would. It would. It not going to benefit him by letting him beat him. But Jade said no. Well, I mean that that's
1: the hardest part. And I will give it to. I will never knock our PRC officials. Because, no, because I
5: don't want the job. Oh, I
1: I, I <laughs> definitely not You know, the other day we had on. Uh, He's not knocking
2: them, but he is. <laughs> no, I'm not.
1: I'm saying it's a terribly hard job when you have to make that decision that fast in, in that's NFL. Right. Hey, you call a touchdown. Well, we don't know. Let's go check it out. Let's make sure. Yep. In rodeo, flagged out. You don't. You have to make that call so fast. So, well, I I don't agree sometimes with the calls. I'm not saying that our judges are bad because I'm I'm friends with a lot of these judges and I think they do a a great job. Oh, it's the hardest job in the world. In but the why would you the want
5: that damn job? Well, see, and that's another thing. I think you know. I think I I think they don't want that job. You know, I think. The, the team roping, flagging job, Harry Rose flagged for years, you know. And then I think it's a hard position to fill because everybody is scared. Not scared. They dread getting put in that position of flagging somebody out, you well, know. And it's like, it's like in
1: anything, if you do – if you are the flagman in the team roping and you don't mess up 7,000 runs in a row and you make one yep. call that yep. may be wrong – or if you're a steer wrestling flag man, and I've seen this a lot, especially in the spring when we're running fresh cattle. Yep, they drop the flag with a leg, and everyone's like,
5: "Man, you suck!" No, I made one mistake. I and, mean, and that's what I said too. The only thing I hate is a mistake can cost you thirty thousand out well, here. And that was my
1: argument on on the crossfire, because as many times I've watched it, I'm like,
5: "How in the world? Where did they? Where do you it's call Not it? even close!" And you know, and. and in the Thomas and Mac, things happening that fast for that much money. If I'm in doubt at all, tie goes to the runner. If you heal him going down the arena, or you lay it down and they switch into it, then you took a chance. Uh, you're, I'm flagging you out. But I guess on the competitive side, for so long, I just I tell my flag men at my junior opens all the time, if you're in doubt, give it to the give it to the roper because it's too damn hard to win anyway. You know, so don't take it away. But those guys are under uh, an immense amount of pressure in the Thomas and Mack. And like you said, they have that long. Well,
2: you remember the Butch Kirby and Luke Branquino? Yep. yep.
5: That, that cost him the world,
2: didn't it? Yep, yep. I mean, the world, he, if, you, for, if you don't remember, Luke threw the steer when he had the momentum and he threw the steer so hard, the steer come out of his hands um, but hit, then he reached and, yeah, grabbed he hit flat, and hit but he flat, hit away. and then he reached and touched it. But he kept the flag up, so Luke had to scramble and re-throw him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, they've since, obviously, it was Luke being the champion that he is, said, hey, you know, everybody.
5: he Well, like, he, and I'm going to tell you, there's about six or seven of those judges have been put in in that position for years to make those calls that are just you know, make you not sleep at night. And that's, like Rump said, it's a hard thing to do in a split
2: second. Well, and you hate it in any – how many times have you seen me scream at a TV at a football game when the refs are deciding the outcome, and that's what sucks, Yeah, is when a judgment call decides on a win. And that's essentially what this is. And uh, I agree. I think they ought to just take it
5: out. I think at the National Finals, it's too tight. It's too, it's too quick. What are they going to do? they Are going to be 3-5, uh, 3-4 instead of 3-5? I mean, and I'm going to tell you another little secret. That's not the easiest throw in the world. Exactly. You let, take, the, take the crossfire out. Let everybody go at them at the rodeos for about two weeks. And you know what the hitters are going to tell everybody? Stop that shit. It don't work. <laughs> because there's only a handful of guys in the world that can make that shot work seven out of ten times. So, I mean, it's not, it's not like it's a – It's not going to affect you. No. Lot. Yeah, it's not the easy old no, it's chuck not. and duck. Hey, so I, th- this is something I want to talk, ask you about. Okay, how hard or how, not, how cool was it last night to see Dawson Hay win the day money on her last trip and her last trip be that good before she just goes on to having babies?
1: That was cool for two reasons. Uh, Dawson Hay is on my pro fantasy rodeo team. So that helped. <laughs> Uh, And the other reason is um, that horse, 570 Killer B, of course, you know, if you listen to my dad's 45-minute speech at the awards banquet, um, (laughs) we've been helping the butlers for 57 years, and uh, when that horse was a colt, Ashley and I, we, uh, Rhett and Ashley and I were at the ranch, and we were writing down names, and Ashley got to name two horses, Hollywood Hills and Hollywood Nights. Both NFR. We didn't name them, but we wrote down the names. And so we were going through the deal, and uh, I don't know if you guys have ever listened to the Wu-Tang Clan. Anybody here? Joe? No. (laughs) I ain't got time to listen to nobody but you. Wu-Tang Killer B's on the Swarm. So I wrote down Killer B from the Wu-Tang song. And we bucked that horse at Weatherford, Oklahoma, at the college rodeo as a 4-year-old, and she was terrible.
5: So you thought Killer B was out?
1: Yeah, I was like, man, we wasted a good name, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. in rodeo, you don't want to name them until you know. But um, that, that's re-
5: not that's not
2: what I was told last night. How she got her name? That's they trust me. The so but, I,
1: the her, butlers are like the Rumfords. They're going to come up with their own stories.
2: Well, her <laughs> mom was Molly B. No, and and she died having uh, Killer B, and that's why they call her Killer B. Yep. Okay. Going with it? Dustin yeah. Murray said that. Yeah, well, Who's Dun-
1: family? He's barely family. Benny don't even like him. Okay. <laughs> I like Dustin Murray. <laughs> Look at my wife. She's got her hand. Babe. <laughs> you guys, see, you don't tell the story, see. You know, if Benny would come to the ranch where the rest of us are working, he'd know some of those stories. I told
2: Benny.
5: He, That's he, just 23 rodeos. No big deal. <laughs> I,
2: I told Benny. He, said, he goes, you see Justin? I said, yeah, every day, Benny. <laughs> yeah, He, he said, and I go, you're the most requested guest, Benny. Everybody wants you to come on because Rump tells your stories. He goes, I ain't coming on your dumb radio show.
1: <laughs> I thought it was special last night when Killer B. Bucked and uh, they showed Benny. Benny is not a man of. Emotion. Happiness love. or. I told Benny. Somebody I'm,
5: splashed him in the water. That's not a tear. Yeah, somebody <laughs> yeah. spilled.
1: Yeah. I, the one year I got drunk at Christmas and I told Benny I loved him. I said, Benny, I just want to tell you I love you. Don't say
5: that. You don't tell
1: people that. I said, I mean, he goes, I don't care. You don't tell people that. You let God, shut up. <laughs> so last night when I saw the emotion, I thought it was really special for two reasons. Because, I mean, that Benny Butler, as gruff as he is, um, he's, a, he's a good dude. And I love him dearly. He's been a part of my life forever. Still to this day, you know, I've won the 10 gold buckles and he will still call me and chew my ass for nothing. But you know, the other reason I thought it was special, the more that we get away from rural America and the more we get away from people that understand animals, when you see a guy like Benny that has invested his life in raising these animals that puts their time and money in to to not buying but raising these these horses, so the the pride that he had and the love for that
5: animal because Benny loves his animals. Well, and I thought the cool part is, hey, she's still young enough to buck. But he, I talked to him on stage last time when he got done, and he said, I said, that's, that's good, you're letting her go. And he said, hey, I don't want her to be a 20-point horse. I want her going out like that. Yeah, and that's what when you care about out. him right there because, you know, he could buck her three more years and think nothing of it. And by the time they got done, they'd be marking 79 or 80 on her. But she went out like she's supposed to.
1: Well, I, uh, when my kids were little, we had one of those bouncing horses. My wife got mad at me for that, too, because we got this. You know the horses, like, have the four springs on each side? I took a big Sharpie and rode a 570 on the, on the bounce horse and put a B slash S on it. And, uh, but, you know, Benny, he, he hates jokes sometimes. And so uh, I went to Tucson just a few years ago just as a low to mid-level employee like the old days. So uh, when you feed at Tucson, you get up at five o'clock in the morning when it's still dark, and because uh, you know afternoon perf's, yeah, at one o'clock. So uh, I get up and we have to catch saddle horses and because we move with the butlers, you move all the stock out, you put the feed in, then you move them all back in. Well, I got bucked off one morning, and Benny come over there and he is laughing because he didn't he didn't see it, but. Yeah, big, I heard you bucked off, you fat bastard, hit the ground. <laughs> He's just as happy as could be, and he goes, what happened? I said, well, Benny, I got out there this morning, it was pretty dark, and I, I just go through the pen, I catch this horse, I thought it was something else, and well, I take him back there, and uh, get him saddled up, and start moving some stuff around, and boy, started bucking, I what in the world, kind of bucked me off, not hard, I got back on, and Finished uh, riding this morning, and uh, once the sun come up, I looked and it was Killer B. <laughs> Benny says, "Huh?" <laughs> he goes, "No, you did it, did you?" I said, "Of course not, Benny. Damn." And that was the year they set the record on Killer B in the bareback riding uh, with that uh, Trails and Tales podcast. Bareback rider. That's the only time I've really ever seen him. But he was I don't know. But you, flanked,
2: he flanked the whole time, and and except for Killer B. <laughs> and except for Killer B, Rhett flew in to flank Killer B in the finals, but on rump's leather gloves he he wrote eat shit (laughs) i was so excited i was
1: so excited that was a short round of tucson and we had all them good horses out and i was like man i'm gonna because what i I would do is uh well on the inside it said eat shit and on the hand it said h-a-r-d hard l-u-c-k hard luck then when they'd buck off i'd go like that like in college football so boy, I, Rhett was uh, running the Bulls at San Antonio.
2: Devin O'Reilly. Devin O'Reilly, up.
1: you thought you were up. So I am pumped. I flanked, uh Superman, um, oh, uh, four, and two others, and here comes Rhett. And it was like the way I compared it is, and this might it's like if you have the most beautiful date at prom, and you're going to her house to pick her up, and then. Rhett Butler shows up and picks her up, okay? <laughs> Set the arena record. Everybody was hugging Rhett and crying, and I'm like, <laughs> I I thank the other ones. Megan,
5: load that rerun.
1: Anyway, but well. It was, it was a cool NFR moment yeah, for it sure. Yeah, it was. I thought
5: it was. It was. Awesome. Yeah, I thought it was. Kind
1: of cool. the bull ride and the hard moments, though, have been, of course, read often to if you guys get a chance say a prayer.
5: Hey, I started a little deal that wasn't much the other day, but I said, I tell that some friend of mine's were going the rope in the other night at Southport when I missed the deal. I said, Hey, let's just, I'll do the 10%. And they said, If you do 10%, we'll match it. So I thought, Man, if I could go in seventy or 80,000, you know, it'd be, I didn't win but 10,000. But all five guys from home that weren't out here don't know him from Adam. Reed came to my schools uh, when he was little, young, roping. As roping. a roper? Yes, he did. Yeah. That's he cool. and his cousin Chance and Reed came. So, no kidding. I got an address for him. Uh, to send checks out and all five of my guys at home. I'm shout out to them because they all sent a thousand bucks and it wasn't much, but it was 6,000 one day. So, you know, keep that keep that family in your thoughts and prayers because it's going to be a long road recovery. Amen. Amen.
2: Well, Joe, we, we can't thank you enough for coming on today. Ladies hey, and gentlemen, let me tell y'all
5: real quick one thing. These two guys, you talk about Rocker Steiner, they being, being eat up and loyal and loving it. You can't find two guys that love rodeo any more than these two. I've known them both since they were little kids and I'm proud to say I can work with them. Rumford is the best man you've ever seen to work the crowd in the rodeos. How he got to that point, I have no idea. And if you need a music man or somebody to run your rodeo, you need to call that guy because passion runs deep in these two. And that's the reason I come every time for the last perf. I want to see what rodeo still does to young people. Thank you. That's awesome. Well, see, I love you.
1: I love you, Joe. Five years in, Uncle Joe. You're coming back that's next right. year, number hey, six.
5: Yeah, yeah
2: don't, don't get mixed up with that other guy. But, uh, hey, every, thank you, buddy. Joe Beaver, everyone, one more time. Oh, wait, look at Joe. Joe, up will put the big screen. Oh, there we go. Look at that majestic mullet. That, <laughs> that's when Facebook wouldn't have been good, he Put said. your
1: drinks down on <laughs> your – was that taken at the Spearmint Rhino? His name is
2: Joe. What's that in your front pocket? <laughs> that's my second driver, and he's going to drive her all the way back. So, anyway, uh, Red River Arenas, thank you. They're right over here with 2018. Check them out. Get you a gold buckle beer. We'll uh, to- Pendleton whiskey. We I've ha- got a rehearsal to go to.
1: Hey, okay. We got a rub Chat stuff to give away right over the – or not give away, sell for the right price. We got a couple hats, some T-shirts, a t-shirt, Pendleton. Please step up and buy them so we don't have to take them. These are free shirts up here, right here, okay? All right, let's give away the bottle of Pendleton. Who would
2: like a bottle of Pendleton? Would you like a bottle of Pendleton? Oh, oh, real quick, real quick. A huge shout-out to uh, Rachel. Uh, she was awesome. She does so much. And Miss Jessica for letting us be in your booth. Thank you, Cinch Jeans and Shirts. We love you.
1: All right, the Pendleton. You. <laughs> the Pendleton whiskey. Why question. all the cover
2: today? <laughs> <laughs> Will you leave? Oh, where's Joe? Did Joe leave? Damn it! I was gonna give us half. All right, you got
1: to be 21 or older to answer this question. All right. The Pendleton Whiskey question of the day. Are you ready for it? Yep. The question of the day is this. For the question of the day, I turn it over to my
2: co-host, Jacob Moorhead. What year, what's the first year that Joe Beaver won his first NFL, or won his first world title? 85, there you go.
1: All right, but you gotta drink the whole bottle in front of us.
2: Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next year. Love y'all. Thank you. Rumpchat.com, Spotify, iTunes. Listen to us. Gold buckle beer.
1: Oh, hey, everybody. Real quick, before you leave, come on up here. I got free Pendleton gift cards if you want to get a Pendleton whiskey here at Cowboy Christmas. Frostview Productions, get them to come to your rodeo. I'm just gonna, yeah. Pete Carr Rodeo, rodeo PeteCarrRodeo.com. Yeah, yeah. Get you a penalty and get boots a penalty. JacobMorhead.com.org. BuckMachineBullRide.com.